is in the know for Friday, August 27th, the 239th day of 2021. There are 126 days left in the year. Good morning, MV, guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's country station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast. On Facebook, watch on YouTube Live on Periscope and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we're going to update the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. We have day number 15 of Where's Quacky. We are going to have a conversation with Trent Harmon, who is the headliner at East Main Market tonight. And we will also have the water cooler question, your chance to win, that and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling in to my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. A little bit tired, but I'm good. Uh, too much birthday celebrating. A little That's bit, left yeah. you to be fatigued. <laughs> You'll probably be tired today after you go through and uh, like or respond to all the birthday wishes that yes. you receive socially. And yes. It, um, and I plan on doing that. You get so. a lot of birthday love mm-hmm. uh, socially, but then you got to go back and... Well, and I love the ones that are so personal. Mm-hmm. When they have a photo of me that they share, yeah, those are always my favorite. Oh, good. So, so. I got in that category. I shared yes, a photo, so that's mm-hmm. uh, that's that's good. You even have birthday cupcake. Now it was mm-hmm. red velvet, my favorite, but nonetheless, you have one. Long yeah. cheesecake in the fridge. That's true. He is the five-time winner of the Coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award, two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe: London, Moscow, Paris, and even Big Clifty. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. I do know where that is. You do know where Big Clifty is. That's good. I mean, yeah, it's a thriving metropolitan uh-huh. area of, uh, of Big Clifty. Are you feeling a little bit odd that today is Friday, but yet you don't have you I, know, your normal assignment, or what are you? What's up? So my week, I have it planned out to a T, pretty much on how I do. You know, when I do what to get ready for Friday night. Sure. And, like, yesterday afternoon is usually my biggest day of working. And yesterday afternoon, I was kind of sitting there like, oh, well, look at this. Like, it was just really weird because I'm usually diving in, and I was like, do I want to start on McLean County looking ahead to next week? I don't know. Well, yeah, and then that might be looking a gift horse in the mouth. You might be thinking if you start working on it. Then that might lessen the chances that it's going to happen. So, But I'm with you. I'm like, what do we do do in uh, in the interim? So. We'll talk a little bit more. No Cougar football game tonight, uh, which probably most of you know by now. Uh, Sam, you and I have both, of course, been to ball games in our lifetimes where they ran out the jumbotron. Like mm-hmm. I've been to ball games with my dad before, where maybe it was a special a birthday, or maybe we were celebrating. Uh, like they were celebrating, my grandparents might have been celebrating an anniversary, and they put up on the jumbotron, you know, "Happy Anniversary to" or "Welcome to the Buckles Family." Like we had a family reunion at Hot Rods a few years mm-hmm. ago, and. They put it up on the screen, you know, family reunion. So, you know, be pretty common. Mm-hmm. What you don't always see is the uh, move of an Ohio man who paid $5 to rent the Jumbotron at the minor league baseball game to break up with his girlfriend. So he paid $5 to say, Alyssa, this relationship is over, Tim. Well, it's funny because the Reds. Had their last homestand, they had a guy who paid every single game saying something. I don't remember what his girlfriend's name was. Please talk to me. Oh, okay. 
and it was every single game, and I, all all the people were wondering, like, okay, is this is this the proper way? Yeah. To try and get her to talk to you again, <laughs> and we we all want, Reds fans want an update, but haven't heard it. So anything. where does this fall in breaking up by text? Is this better or worse than breaking up by text? They clearly had to go to the I, game public, together. Public humiliation in a way. Okay. Well. And five dollars. <laughs> that's it. That's all it. <laughs> well, see, now, I think the Reds is like fifty dollars. Yeah. So this I think is he's a paying a lot more. Minor league baseball oh, okay. park in all Akron, right. Ohio. So, okay. you know, to get the eyeballs That's in terrible. Cincinnati, you got to pay, you know, 10 times that or whatever. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the weather before we get into some of the unfortunate headlines of the day. Uh, continued hot and humid, heavy thunderstorms are a potential uh, today and maybe into uh, the weekend. But it's just been so hot and oppressive. And the feels like temperature is going to be, you know, above 100. But then get ready for Ida. Ida is going to come charging across the Gulf of Mexico and probably make landfall west of New Orleans, maybe Sunday afternoon, probably something like 1 or 2 o'clock. Could be a Cat 3 by the time that that Ida crosses the Gulf and gets there. What does that mean? Well, that impacts our Tuesday and Wednesday. So just as you get early into next week, you're going to start to see – a heavy rain setup for early next week, uh, you know, get into Tuesday that could linger into Wednesday, which is going to create what mud, and so it's going to be messy next week. But before between now and then, scattered thunderstorms. Ninety five is the high, partly cloudy night. Seventy five is the low. Hot again tomorrow with an isolated storm possible, and a high of I'll call it about ninety five for tomorrow as well. Maybe maybe into the lower to mid ninety something like that. Now most of the nation yesterday, I, I don't really. I, I, we've been following this Afghanistan situation for enough weeks now that I, I guess I didn't think I could be any more concerned or troubled. But then when you see the reports of the deadliest day in a decade for America yesterday, you, I, I, I want to think I could be much more shocked or I could be much more concerned, but I just don't know how to feel other than just sad that um, uh, 13 U.S. soldiers I think mostly Marines lost their lives yesterday trying to help Afghanis, uh, largely Afghanis and Americans, flee Afghanistan before they're overrun completely by uh, the Taliban or offshoots of ISIS or uh, denominations of ISIS or whoever it is. Two different suicide bombers and gunmen attacked crowds yesterday in Kabul near the airport, and then that launched a, a panic where you saw people just fleeing the area. Uh, some people, we even were encouraged, they were saying, there's a there's a threat on the airport, you need to leave. But the Afghani people, some that had been loyal to Afghanistan and to the United States over the decades, rather than flee the area, they were willing to roll the dice because they think they stand a better chance of survival if they can just get on one of those transports than being left behind to whatever the Taliban is going to turn that country into. And then, uh, in in my opinion, and I know in a lot of opinion of others, it took the president too long to say anything yesterday. And I know he was sad like the rest of us, but he, it just, he has some shortcomings. Um, and I don't, I don't want to get into those, but he just did not. I think he said some of the right things, but he didn't make me feel better after hearing him speak as far as we're going to get retaliation because this has been bungled for the last three weeks. I mean, it's just been. And I, and again, I don't know that we ever should have gone to begin with. We maybe should have left a decade ago uh, or maybe we should stay for 50 years. I, I don't I don't know the answer to that. I just know the way this is, has, has unfolded is going to uh, be a tremendous blemish on our nation and on this presidency in the coming days. And I just I feel so bad for those families that um, the American family on the whole, and but in specifically these uh, families of these 13 troops and then 60 afghans at least uh, that was the early number it might have pushed on closer to uh, 100 in the in the subsequent hours but just uh, regretful and the covid-19 totals also continue to be troubling here at home 5401 which is the second highest day ever 
uh, in uh, due to COVID nineteen. And Ten- I think that highest day was the one that you mentioned earlier in the week that yeah. it was. A- it wasn't a real day. Yeah, the one that was higher than this one wasn't a well, real it was like day. Ten thousand or something because there was a mistake. That's right. It was an asterisk day. Mm-hmm. So, but use that in the last two days alone. Let's think about think about this. We've seen the numbers go two thousand, and then we saw twenty five hundred, and then we saw three, and then we saw thirty one hundred, and then we saw four, and now uh, five thousand four hundred one yesterday. Factor it over two days. So if you just put the last two days alone together, there are 10,000 Kentuckians. In the last 48 hours, 10,000 Kentuckians who have had to share with their family that they are COVID-19 positive. So then in those 10,000 instances, then what's the circle around those people? So in 48 hours, a sizable number of people are impacted and concerned, like, okay, well, what does this mean for me? You know, then I have to isolate or I have to distance. And there's no, I don't see us turning the tide. Like if you talk, okay, well, today will be a little bit better. The day after tomorrow will be a little bit better than that. The day after that, if we can stair step down, I haven't seen, we haven't seen the ceiling of this yet. And that's kind of what um, has been being predicted for the last several weeks that many of us didn't want to hear or we ignored and went, nah, it won't get that bad. Uh, but an increasing number of the positivity is 18 and under. Now we're closing in, if you round uh, up, it would be 33%. So a third of the new cases yesterday were 18 and under. 27 new deaths, so not as bad as the day before. But when you have such a high level of hospitalization and ICU and ventilator, then you'll see a a fatality number later that uh, will get your attention. But the positivity rate is at an all-time high, 13.24%. So there are 51 more people yesterday hospitalized than the day before. There were 41 more uh, in ICU, and there are seven more on ventilators yesterday than the day before. So that kind of gives you an idea. Was it the ICU number that had stayed the same from the, Wednesday to Thursday? The or? ICU number was net neutral over a two-day period. There were probably full- some people that came out and some people that went in, but it was the same, and now it's higher uh, over the previous uh, over the previous day. Now, closer to home, Owensboro Health Twin Lakes Medical Center has reported uh, the latest numbers that they have 18 hospitalized COVID-19 patients, which is the highest. It's an, all, an all-time high. Six are in, I think, what they call CCU uh, in critical care. So, And that means there are no currently in their facility as of uh, the, the release of these numbers, the CCU was full. Now, they have long had... A uh, even back before the the merger and the formal union between Owensboro Health and then Twin Lakes, they were taking more of their severe cases and transferring them, I think, to Owensboro or other facilities. But now here, they've got you know, eighteen COVID patients. I think seventeen of them are vaccinated, and then, Un- unvaccinated. Yeah. Uh, yeah, seventeen are unvaccinated. Right, one vaccinated of the eighteen. And does that mean I don't know what their Owensboro facility looks like as far as their CCU and how much uh, bed space that they might have available? So the predictions that we have been hearing about for the last few weeks are becoming realized because they just don't have places to put people because they're um, they're getting they're getting sick now. Um, Governor Bashir is kind of now over here on the side, and he has to sort of take a tone to say, well, if I were still in charge, <laughs> then I would have issued a statewide mask mandate already. If uh, he, he says, I can't do that now, and I get that, and I'll provide all the information that I can to the General Assembly, and hopefully they will make the best choice that they can. But Republican Senator um, Senate President Bob Stiver said this week that a blanket masking mandate would stand a very limited chance with lawmakers. Absolutely. I mean, I, I will not be surprised if there's not a special session called. But you would be able to knock me over with a feather if the legislature passed a statewide mask mandate. I mean, it just I, I just think it doesn't. You've heard about snowball's chances in certain places, and I think that's that's one of them. But... The GOP leadership does say that they have uh, 
plans and intentions, and they have thoughts on what to do should they be called into special session. They have held those things very close um, because I, I think, you know, if you just want to boil it down to its brass tacks, that they're not really wanting to telegraph their playbook to Governor Bashir to say, okay, well, I'll just do those things that are popular with your people. And this is where the polarized political spectrum becomes uh, to our uh, demise in this case because you have to consider the politics of it before you consider the what's practical, what's logical, and what's best for the health of everyone. And this is why I regret it started at the federal level. And it's trickled down from there because this happened to happen during a presidential election year for our country and because more so over the last decade than ever, we treat politics like sports. We put our jerseys on and we have this can't lose. We just this tribalism, you know, uh, it just it, it, it will be it, it will probably be the demise of our nation. You know, half of us are Kentucky fans, half of us are Louisville fans and mm-hmm. could never imagine Myself being on the other side of the spectrum kind sure. of thing. Like, oh, like, I would never. I would never. And look, I'm just, from a sports standpoint, I'm just as, Yankees, just as bad Sox, as anyone. Yeah. Absolutely on that. I, I know where it is. But I have tried to work very hard, especially over the last couple of years, to bring myself back more closely to center. Because if I am just hearing the opinions that are being echoed back to me that I say, boy, that's a dangerous place to get to. You know, you you need to be able to be open to another train of thought to at least consider, is it viable? And if it's not, then dismiss it. But if you just only hear the things that you want to hear, then it's, you know, going to kind of be a problem. So that's, uh, you know, that's the issue that we're facing right now. The uh, school's. School issues continue to be a concern because the legislature back in the winter, when it looked like, oh, by next year, everything will be fine, they took away the flexibility of NTI days for schools. So now the law says that if they take more than 10 days, they have to make those up. And so that would be something else that the, uh, that the General Assembly may take up. But you've got some other schools. Brett County is closed again today. The Lee County School District took several days off. I think Franklin County, so Frankfurt, was taking a week off. And you've got McGoffin, Leslie, Knott, and Jenkins that are doing some other things as well to try and uh, curb this at the uh, school level. So continues to be a concern. Brad Calipari is uh, a new member to the coaching staff at the University of Kentucky. Sam, uh, what do you make of that? Is that good? Is the, that... the worst kept secret in the world. <laughs> yeah. As I think this this was something I think Kyle Tucker of the Athletic reported in like March. Mm-hmm. And I know that Kentucky has a lot of different rules when it comes to uh, nepotism. And I think they finally jumped through all those ho- hoops, and now they're good. All right. And on the Cougar Sports spectrum, uh, anything we need to know about? Uh, from this week, any highlights or anything going into the weekend we uh, well, need to know about? Well, uh, obviously no football game tonight. Uh, it's one of about 25 games. that The Cougars are one of about 25 teams across the state that are currently quarantined. Yep. So because of that, the rules, so Grayson County technically has to forfeit tonight's game, so they're technically 1-1 one one on the year. Uh, other results from the week, girls soccer picked up their first win on Tuesday in a K-105 digital production, 7-2 over Butler County. Volleyball won last night against Muhlenberg, 3 to nothing. Uh, and I know that cross-country tomorrow is running down at Warren East tomorrow night, and then the golf teams are both in action. I believe the girls are at LaRue County, and the boys are playing in uh, Central Kentucky, I think the Lexington area. All right. Football is idle, but everybody else is busy this weekend, Correct. it sounds like. All right, Correct. very good. we got to get to a break. When we come back, uh, East Main Market rolls back into Litchfield tonight, and Trent Harmon, who is the headliner, he's the season uh, 15 winner of uh, American Idol, He will join us to talk about his performance tonight in Litchfield. All that's coming up here on In the Know. There's a girl somewhere in Arkansas who's talking with a southern draw. And a guy who can't stop staring at her lips. Ain't it crazy how they make us all so crazy? Today is Rock, Paper, Scissors Day. 
I have never been good at that game at all. I don't know what day rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock uh, happens, ah. but it's also just because day today. And it's day number 15 of Where's Quacky. Day number 15 of Where's Quacky. We want to say day number 14 was won by Tina Downs. She knew that uh, Quacky spent the day yesterday at the Homemakers Foundation Judicial Building. Now, we ask you, tell us where Quacky is spending the day today on day number 15. Comment in the comments section on this picture at the K105 Facebook page, and you may win your very own duck for the Ducking Hunger Regatta, which is just a week from Monday, and your chance to win $1,000. Joining us by phone is the headliner of East Main Market tonight as it comes back to Litchfield uh, for a great evening of uh, entertainment, food, fun, and Trent Harmon joins us by phone. Good morning, Trent. Welcome. Good morning. How are you, sir? We're doing so well. Glad that you uh, were able to take the time to stop by. Uh, we're so excited about your about your appearance. Uh, you've got some wonderful credentials and going to talk a little bit about those. But I understand you were, what, born Mississippi somewhere around 1990, yes? That is correct, man. 1990. I always like to ask artists what the first song they ever learned to sing was. What was it in your case? Ooh, man, I, Mark, I don't have any idea. <laughs> was, maybe, maybe, maybe uh, my bio says Amazing Grace. I don't know who wrote that bio, but that I don't know if that's true. It could be. I'd have to check my mom, though. Well, uh, is Cindy musical? She is entirely musical, very musical. Can out-sing me. <laughs> your dad uh your dad is uh randy is it was it a very musical household or um like uh what gave you what gave you the singing or musician bug as much as my mother is musical my dad is entirely the opposite <laughs> cannot carry a tune in a bucket man okay. all right well that's okay yeah. i'm sure he has other blessings and talents that uh that he's uh, that uh, he's good at uh, I understand. According to your bio, you were very uh, involved in uh, in musicals. You went to what U of A at? Uh, do you all say Monticello or do you call it Monticello? Man, you better not come around Arkansas saying cello. Okay. We don't, we, I, I, yeah, that one. <laughs> That one wouldn't work. Yeah, definitely Monticello. Well, we have yeah. one of those in Kentucky as well, but we have others that we had that we kind of butcher. So I want to make sure we got it. We got it right. Something else interesting that I read about you, Trent. Uh, explain to folks what Longhorn is and the role that it has played in your life. Yeah, man, that's uh, I don't get asked that uh, very often. Um, so my parents uh, built a restaurant on our farm. Uh, and it predates the chain, you know. Of course, there's a chain, Longhorn Steakhouse, but we had um, we had Longhorn cows, and uh, my dad named it after the cows that were right there in the middle of the land, and they've been there 30 years this Christmas. And uh, business is booming, you know. They've transitioned to curbside as uh, uh, as of late with COVID, et cetera. But um, man, I, I built a stage there with my dad and my uh, best friend, my senior year of high school, and we used to gig there while customers would wait to get in. You know, we always had a line of cars trying to get into the restaurant. And uh, I host writer's rooms there about twice a year. And uh, they always sell out. And I bring writers from Nashville to do that with me. Um, it's, it's played a really, really crucial role, other than putting gas money in my pocket <laughs> when I was growing up. Well, I think uh, anytime you work in a service industry, and especially in a family business, and a restaurant is kind of a, uh, a crossroads of all different people and all different you know personality types, I would imagine it prepares you pretty well for dealing with the public, dealing with fans, uh, probably just being you know patient of others and their ideology. It had to be a very great experience for you on many levels uh great is is a is a liberal term uh <laughs> great is a word that i would you know use sometimes but um i th i agree with you for the most part mark i think that everybody uh you know regardless of where you come from should work for the public for about for about 18 months you should you should go work for the public and it, it'll it'll treat you It'll teach you how you want to treat people and how you want to be treated. You know, I agree with you there for sure. I also noticed uh, when I was reading about Longhorn, I thought it was very cool that while farm to table is something we hear a lot about now, uh, Longhorn was kind of farm to table or more specifically yard to table even before it was cool or the rest of us knew uh, that it was a thing. So you are, your parents are kind of forerunners in that regard. But, man, we've been using our own beef uh, and our own vegetables my parents have been doing that you know 
for as long as I can remember. Uh, of course, you know, everything is everything is cleared and legit and whatnot, but we didn't know it was cool 30 years ago. You know, we it was just it was just part of it. It was just what you did. Very country, you know. Most people don't know that you tried out for The Voice mm-hmm. b- before American Idol, and it was maybe a year or so before, and you got whittled down to. I mean, think, I think out of thirty-two thousand, you know, they they wanted you wanted you back. You auditioned, and maybe America never saw that part. But it was almost a a training or a proving ground in a way. What did your What did your experience with the voice do for you in the setup for what was to come? Um, you know, I think like anything else, it was a good first taste of what it was like to look like on camera, how you should speak on camera, what you should not say on camera. Um, I'd never done on any of that, man. We don't even have cameras, you know, we, we, we just got Wi-Fi last week. Um, it's, uh, but it, you know, none of it ever aired. None of it ever aired. And if it had, if they had aired more than I think seven seconds on that network, I would not have been allowed to audition for Idol. Uh, so it was a blessing that none of it did air. It was kind of like I got a lot of the answers to the to the test uh, without getting any of the repercussions for being on another network. I uh, I have been uh, pretty loyal to Idol over the years, and 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 feel like I I kind of know. Uh, I've seen it through its various iterations. You know, it's kind of had a revival on ABC. But one thing I mm-hmm. do know about you is before Alan Stone's uh, aware or unaware has been used multiple times by multiple uh, auditions. But you sort of staked your flag in that first and kind of made it a Trent thing. You you were an early adopter of what that song could do to show off range and stylistic ability and things. Um, do you, yes, was that when you look back at it now, you say, hey, I was kind of one of the first people to throw my arms around that song. Man, I'm going to take a step back also and say, God, this is a really good interview, man. You know your stuff. Good job. <laughs> That's good. Um, uh, Stefan said Mark's going to be a good interview, but it really is, man. No, you, you are absolutely <laughs> correct. Um I would say uh, again, I kind of got some of the some of the answers to the test because while I was at the Voice, and uh, I didn't intend on auditioning for either one of them, the Voice or Idol. They were both kind of I was pressured in, I was tricked into the Voice. As a matter of fact, I was just in uh, New Orleans for Mardi Gras, and uh, we didn't do Mardi Gras. I auditioned, but while I was there, once I got to Los Angeles, someone said, "Man." If you don't make it to TV, if you don't do anything while you're here, you should cover some of these Alan Stone songs in your in your set whenever you're gigging. And I said, I don't, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> and uh, I, I started, I started learning his set. And uh, matter of fact, I was at an Alan Stone concert when I got the call that I made it to the next level of Idol. Um, and uh, of course, my mother was there in the meet and greet line. She said, My son is going to sing one of your songs. You should meet him. It's going to be a thing. And they said, yes, ma'am, thank you. You know, what size shirt would you like? Keep it moving. You know? But then it really did come to fruition later. So. It uh, if you if I look back at you know you you got a lot of uh, a lot of seat time if you will on Idol and I went back and just did a cursory. One of the things I knew about you was the range of uh, music that you were able to take to take on. Alan Stone, uh, ZZ Top. You wow. did a ZZ Top song in season fifteen. Yeah, man. I got to do that arrangement with uh, Stevie Van Zant, the, uh, the the musical director for Bruce Springsteen. And, and uh, uh, I, I he did that entire arrangement one day while he was just hanging out on set. And he said, "Man, what if we start this song off in like six eight time, real swampy, and then go into the traditional, you know, pound 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 pound." And uh, that that none of that was was my idea. I can't take any credit for that. I got to give. I got to give Stephen Van Zandt all the credit on that arrangement. Between audience choice and judges' choice and your own choices, I mean, between Skinner, ZZ Top, Sia, Chris Stapleton, Justin Timberlake, uh, Sam Smith, Percy Sledge, Elton John, I think you can kind of cover it all. And I and I lay that out there because in just a moment, I really do want to talk about what we can expect tonight. You've proven to us as the American Idol champion, that you've got quite range. So I will presume we're going to look forward to range tonight. But tell me a little bit about from 2016 on, obviously coming out as American Idol champion. Listen, there are only, you know, what, uh, 
almost two dozen people, closing in on two dozen people that have the ability to say what you can say, that I'm an American Idol champion. What was it like in that first year after after the contest? Um, a lot of a lot of radio shows, a lot of radio shows. And, you know, I wasn't on a pedestal where I, I really had any any radio experience other than local radio. You know, I would go cut. I would go I would go write original songs for our restaurant and record them to play during the halftime show at my at my high school. You know, um, that was about as far as I was familiar with radio. So I was I was doing a lot of radio visits. And, uh, you know, to be quite candid, they weren't always uh they weren't always glorious. Uh, I did a lot of shows from the kitchen. I did a lot of conference room shows. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, you know how it is. You know, you know the game. But um, you, you cut your teeth on that. And I say if you, you know, if you can win a crowd of two toddlers and, and a mom and a dad eating their dinner uh, trying to get an ad for a single, then you can definitely go on the road and play for bigger, bigger venues. And that was, that really was the first year. That was the first year I wrote, I wrote, there's a girl um, the day before we left for radio tour. And then we sent that work tape out after it was mastered for, for radio ads. I didn't have time to go cut a proper vocal or, or anything. It was, um, it was straight to radio from the work tape. Uh, so that that was really it. I wasn't at home for a calendar year. I know that sounds like a cliche answer, but um, I grew up a lot, Mark. I grew up in about twelve months. I went from some days I felt sixteen, some days I felt sixty. You know, uh, two attorneys, an accountant, a uh, you know, you got you got this person over here that's an, it's an agent, a manager, and et cetera. And so it was a lot. It was a lot in one year that happened. You, the reason I ask is because, you know, a lot of us sit back and we see it on television and we see fame and we see celebrity and we don't understand, uh, unless it's in our own profession, we don't understand the real work and sacrifice that goes in to your profession. And the reason that I ask, you got that springboard, you got a lot of fame and notoriety and being known places and doing a lot of interviews, but I would imagine you also use that time to kind of have internal dialogue with self to say, I'm a young man. What do I want to do with the rest of my life? What do I want to do with this blessing? And so that's kind of what why I was trying to figure out how you were looking at the world during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say I would say that fame agrees with me most days. Uh, you know, I think a truly only a true psychopath wants to be famous all the time, every day, even when they make up. Uh, and, I, and God bless them. Uh, I hope, uh, you know, but it just, it's not normal to, uh, you know, be going to the restroom or something in a stadium full of 10,000 people and, and somebody recognizes you and you have to stop and do a meet and greet, uh, especially <laughs> if you don't want to be famous that day. But that's not how it works. Yeah, It's a blessing whether you want it or not. I always say it to everybody. It's 90% blessing, 10% a curse. Uh, and, and, and they both stay with you forever. So just make the, make the most of it while it lasts. It's lightning in a bottle. How are you spending your days now? You know, your, your five, six years post from this big, all of a sudden, you know, in front of the eyes of America. And now over the last five years, I know you've been really working on your artistry and figuring out what the rest of your professional life looks like as an artist. What are you focused on now most? I song, I'm a professional songwriter. So uh, I write songs every day uh, for a pub company, and um, I just had a record go gold. I had two records go gold, uh, one by a Canadian artist, uh, and, um, you know, that's that's really – they don't really care if you want a TV show or not. Uh, when you walk into that songwriter room, it's all, it's it's just as intimidating as auditioning for any any judge on any, in, on any show. Um, you know, these cats have – uh, probably three dozen number ones between between two or three of them, and you walk in. They they don't know. Some of them don't even know if you've been on any kind of show or anything. They just know you're somebody that are they wasting their time or should they go fishing? You know, um, <laughs> right. and that's that's what I do every day. That's what I'd be doing today if I wasn't getting ready to head to Litchfield, Kentucky. Well, you you name dropped a few minutes ago. I heard the name Stefan um, uttered by oh. by it came out of your mouth. So where, that's my family, man. Yeah. Where did the uh, where did the intersection where where did the crossroads of Stefan and Trent uh, where did that happen? Man, if I knew, I would tell you. I was trying to think about that when I was uh, getting ready for for to take the call to do the interview. I. I know Stefan was roommates with a mutual friend, and uh, I don't. I don't know that I. 
remember when we met, but he started subbing on gigs uh, for one of my guitar players. And um, I mean, I've been to Litchfield a few times now. I go out on the boat with his family. Uh, it's they come to Nashville. The time they come to Nashville, we try to link up. But uh, that, that's that's my brother. I mean, he's been to he's been to my house. He's he's he stayed at my house with my folks, eating eating broken bread with us. And that's what we'll do tonight. It's the same thing, you know. I know at five o'clock I got to be at their house to eat dinner. Case closed. Not, not a question. I hate to I hate to put Becky on the spot, but is there brisket in the offing tonight? I've heard that's very famous. <laughs> there's there's usually supposed to be there's, there's supposed to be you know I won't be disappointed if there's not, but uh, it'll be a good thing if it, if it is you know. You'll take what you get and be happy about it, won't you? That's that's exactly right. Miss Becky is a saint. Yeah, I'm not. You you're gonna get me to say anything bad about her on the radio? Yeah, she's 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 like an extension of mom. Yeah. About seven o'clock tonight, the uh, the set starts. Uh, your your performance yes, starts. Uh, what can we look forward to? We know you've got range. What do we? What can? What's in the offing tonight? I'm gonna do. Um, I, we're gonna we're gonna play for about ninety minutes, man. And uh, I'm 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 bringing a two piece with me. It's gonna be me, electric guitar, and drums. And um, I'm gonna do about eighty percent originals. Uh, and then we'll, we'll sprinkle in some covers. Um, uh, maybe one, I, maybe one, I don't have the set finalized just yet, but maybe one or two that I did on idle. Um, but, uh, you know, you kind of, you kind of have to grow away from that. You can't just keep singing chandelier every night. Physically, uh, you can't do it. And, uh, <laughs> mentally you don't want to do it every night. I, I, you know, um, so I, I go do the songs that I'm writing every day and see if the crowd feels like it's worth sticking around to and if it is well maybe we go pitch that to a particular artist and uh so that's what we're gonna do now we're gonna do some originals and we're gonna play country music okay good hey it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a blessing to have you in litchfield tonight for east main market turning into a great little showcase that they're doing on a monthly basis now and it's been a real blessing to meet you and talk to you as well um thank you so much for the time we can't wait to see you tonight have a wonderful Friday, y'all. Take care. You too, Trent. That's Trent Harmon. He is performing at East Main Market tonight and uh, very talented. And uh, I understand having on pretty good authority, an even greater person as well. So thank you, Trent. We're going to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Yes, a girl somewhere with eyes so Did you know there is a prison in Uruguay called Freedom? <laughs> Oxymoronic. Right. A prison called uh, called Freedom. Hey, I am. Uh, I know everybody was looking forward to East Main Market tonight already, but after uh, having the opportunity to talk to Trent Harmon for what, several minutes, actually, uh, what a great interview! And uh, can't wait tonight. Obviously, some great artistry will be coming to the stage. That's at seven uh, quarter till twelve. Is that the group starts at five? Mm-hmm. Uh, opener, and then um, we're going to be doing some live shots from there as well. So it's going to be a, a great evening. Yeah, quarter to twelve takes the stage at five, and uh, axe throwing again. We need to get you out there to try it, so then you can stop talking smack to myself. I've, I've not talked any smack since <laughs> the last time. Fair enough. Fair, but here's. <laughs> could you do it though? No, probably no. not. No, but I also never claim to. So that's the. <laughs> That's the thing. Here's today's water cooler question. It's your chance to win. If you've not won in the last 30 days and you're 18 years of age or older, you qualify to win. We've got uh, you know, a holiday weekend coming up next week that uh, would have you know, additional opportunities for you to get out and do some roller coastering, if that's your thing. So you're going to text the answer today to 270-259-6000. 270-259-6000 is the number you'll text your answer to. Nearly 15% of college freshmen... Okay. Have never done this. Oh, Nearly gosh. 15 out of 100 college freshmen have never done this. 270-259-6000 is the number you text your answer to. Again, uh, Holiday World, Beach Bend, Kentucky Kingdom, up for grabs, your choice. If you can be the first to identify the answer to the water cooler question. Nearly 15% of college freshmen have never done this. What is it? I'm surprised it's not higher, to tell you the uh, truth. Really? Couldn't. What do, you, what do you think? I was the most recent college freshman. 
in this was I on this was I in this 15% okay was I as a college freshman Oh, no, you were not in the 15%. Okay. No, not at but all. You, and Sam, probably me. not. Probably. Sam was probably not in this 15%. Were, now, was Taylor? Ne- definitely not. Okay. D- Taylor was definitely not <laughs> in the 15%. Uh, poor Jeopardy. <laughs> when it rains, it pours. Now, Maya Bialik is facing some calls to resign from Jeopardy. And we've officially crossed into the level of nonsense. Here's what I will say. Only people who faithfully watch Jeopardy have a say. If you don't watch Jeopardy, you don't get to say who should or should not host Jeopardy. So now she's being criticized for people that disagree with her ideology and stance. Remember the days, remember back in the old days when we didn't know what actors and actors thought actors and actresses thought politically or what they thought about vaccinations or C-sections or various myriad other things. Yeah. I think we probably should try and go back to closer to something like that. But she's been very vocal on C-sections, on avoiding sexual assault, on hormonal birth control, on brain supplements, on co-sleeping and on not giving her children medications. She can raise her children and her family and do her thing the way she wants to. I only care about what happens from the time Jeopardy comes on to the time Jeopardy goes off. Right? I agree. So, but. I guess if if, if she resigns, it opens up the window for you, though. Good old, good old woke America. Here we go. By the way, Kim Kardashian West will not move wet, remove West from her name. She says she wants to have the same last name as her children, and I think that's pretty common. Uh, They've got uh, North, Psalm, Chicago, and Saint. Their last names are West, and so she's going to keep the West in her name as well. So, um, no, we have no correct answer yet Hmm. in our water cooler question. Nearly 15% of college freshmen have never done this. What is it? I would I would hope that he wouldn't have paused on on that answer for me. <laughs> don't don't oh, read too true. much. Don't read too much into it. Uh, Eric Stone Street is forty nine. He he is being criticized because he's too old for his fiance who is forty one. Well, that age difference is familiar. I was going to say I'm fifty and she's forty two, <laughs> so uh, if you, he's going to be criticized. Us. It works. It works for us. But he says apparently a lot of people think I look too old as a forty nine year old man to be engaged to my almost forty two year old fiance. I think he's hilarious. Listen, he him. does such a great job with with his character Cam <laughs> on Modern Family. <laughs> on Modern Family. I was quite surprised that he's engaged to a woman. Me too. You know, right. just, but then in Identity Thief. In identity oh, theft, yeah. he his range like he is a fabulous actor because he can go like all one end of the spectrum to the other. So there you go. As we get to a break, we'll see. Nope, still no. The answers are coming in, but nobody's able to successfully identify. Fifteen percent of college freshmen have never done this. We'll continue to surf for answers. We get through the break. We'll come back. Going to have the point to ponder, pearl of wisdom, chart toppers, and more coming up here on In the Know. Point to ponder for today. What is something you always say you'll do, but probably never will? Like, what's something you say, oh, I'm going to do this? It's on my bucket list, but you'll probably Hmm. never end up doing it. I know what yours is. Can it be like an unrealistic bucket list? No. Okay. No, it needs to be something you say you're going to do, but you're not. You're you're not going to shark dive cage free. Well, but I want to shark dive with the cage. Yeah, but you at one point in time you said you were going to shark dive without the cage. Yes, I'm saying that's before I had children and that's right. You're not. So you're not going to Mm, right. That's not. That's not. Not now. But see, like I, I don't. 
have any interest in skydiving or, or any of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, none whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't think of. I'll, I'll never play golf at Augusta National. That's. I might I, never I, go to Augusta National. I did National. spend a period of my life trying to calculate how can I parlay, like who do I know, what do I have to do to get an invitation to just play one day there. But it's very hard to do. So I'm not going to be able to well, do I, that. Well, I put in for master's tickets for the first time this year and yep. got declined. They said thank you, but no thank yeah. you. I got it. Uh, iron the clothes. 15% of college freshmen have never okay. ironed their clothes. That's it? 15%. I would think it'd be a lot so harder than that. So it's 85% of boys. <laughs> I, I was, I was had done that before. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, I but paused like, in, well. In all seriousness, I don't think I had an iron when I was in college, though. All right. So. I mean, I'm sure my mom made me before I went to college. But. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you had at some point in time, but that was the 15%. So, huh. uh, sorry. No, no winner put, today. I thought cooked a meal. I said pump Yeah, fuel. there was a lot of laundry. But laundry's too broad. And it's probably higher than 15% on the laundry, actually. On television tonight, uh, not a lot to report for tonight. Tomorrow night is the NASCAR season finale, the regular season finale, before the playoffs Do they still start. do that at Richmond? Uh, no, Daytona. Uh, tomorrow, oh. tonight race at Daytona tomorrow night. Oh, that's night. weird that it's... At the end of August. The CBS uh, tonight has former NFL star Emmett Smith returns to Pensacola, Florida to renovate the humble home he grew up in for his father. That's on secret celebrity renovation tonight. I told you about the NASCAR race tomorrow. And then on National Geographic on Sunday is a seven-hour, six-part series airing on four consecutive nights called 9-11, One Day in America. Okay. Okay. Uh, on Sunday night, also on TLC, it's the season three premiere of 90 Day Fiance, The Other Way. So how many of these are there? <laughs> There's a lot, and they're good. Listen, Law & Order gets a bad rap for all their various iterations, and then you've got CSI, CSI uh, you got the irregular, and then they've cycled back to calling it CSI Las Vegas in their reboot. You had CSI Miami, CSI NY, CSI LA, you got NCIS New Orleans, you got NCIS, they had Los Angeles for a short period of time. How many 90 Day Fiancés are there? Well, not that many, but maybe pushing it. I can come up with at least four that I watch. Today's highlight in history, this date in 1776. There are only four that are on our DVR. There are only four that you track. No, there's more than that. Okay, I'll count when I go home. 90 Day Fiance, I, I, Lovable now I will Losers. Allow, I will allow for five, but I, I really 90, think it's four. 90 Day Fiance, Not a Snowball's Chance. <laughs> 90 Day Fiance and the horse you rode in on. Day, but like, it's not. Those are not real titles? No. Okay. Oh, see, I thought those were legit. <laughs> see? They sound And plausible. I would watch them. Today's highlight in history, this date in 1776, the Battle of Long Island began during the Revolutionary War. Brian Epstein, manager of the Beatles, died this day in 1967. Oh, this is a tragedy. This date in 2006, that... Uh, uh, regional jet that Comair CRJ one hundred crashed at Bluegrass Field in Lexington uh, killed off uh, killed forty nine people and left the co pilot as the sole survivor. Fifteen years, yeah, yeah, it's been a long time. Barack Obama was nominated for president this eight in oh eight. President Trump was renominated by his party uh, one year ago today. They did that at the White House. They had that weird speech. Was it Tiffany Trump who was in one of the rooms in there that did this? like pep rally speech and there was nobody in there. She was doing a speech that required like feeding off of a crowd, but there was no crowd and it just came off as demented. I think I, that was who that I was. I wasn't watching. Birthdays today. Jeff Cook is 72. He's in the group Alabama. Paul Rubens is 69. Yolanda Adams is 60. And country singer Colt Ford is 52. Not a great birthday list there. No, it's not. Gone but not forgotten. Confucius in 551. Hannibal Hamlin, 15th U.S. Vice President in 1809. Lyndon Baines Johnson, born in 1908. And Martha Ray was born in 1916. Who's that? Well, hmm. Hard to explain to you, Sam. <laughs> so she was a comedian. Um, she starred on the Martha Ray show. She later in life was most 
famous for being a pitch woman for dentures. Okay. For the she'd put her dentures in the glass and they drop those tablets in there to get her dentures clean. Like okay. the effervescent or Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's okay. that's even Ooh. for me, that's kinda what I know her. And she was married eight times. Most for. Oh. Well, I mean when you're good at it. <laughs> and, and none of them lasted very long. She she told Liz Taylor she could take her. And so <laughs> 1957, the Dell Vikings, number one, with whispering bells. I'm going to bet a large amount of money that Trent Harmon will not sing this song tonight at East Main Market. Well, maybe he's listening now and he's going he's he to throw it into the repertoire. Maybe. Maybe Stefan will help him sing that. <laughs> It could. They could do it. I don't know. I'd uh, much rather hear him sing this. 1966. I would wager a smaller amount of money that they'll do this. <laughs> Love and Spoonful, by the way. I could see his voice doing that too. Sure. Him and Stefan. Of all the of all the songs that uh, he did for America on American Idol, I think he could do any song. Yeah, I listened uh, to him do Tennessee Whiskey, and it was good. He did. Hamilton, Joe, Frank, and Reynolds, Falling in Love, number one, this day, 1975. Oh, man, this takes me back to my wiki days. Old Hamilton, Joe, Frank, and Reynolds. Soft, easygoing favorites of That's yesterday. Been a few days. Day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Softies, easygoing favorites. Oh, yesterday and today. Speaking of American Idol, Lionel Richie is yes, outrageous. Ow! Uh, needed a friend. Needed a friend. And he's a good judge on American Idol. Oh, yeah. He's fabulous. Yeah. He's tremendous. Guess I'm on my way. By the way, that was very nice of Trent to compliment me about uh, our interview. I'd really try not to do Zach Galifianakis between two ferns. <laughs> or, uh, what's that other great episode? On Saturday Night Live, when Chris Farley interviewed Paul McCartney. Remember when you were in the Beatles? Yes. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, between two ferns is great. UB40, number one, this date in 1993. All right. And let's go to 2011. Lady Annabellum was number one. That was her name at the time. Yeah, Lady A. So, Love it. Just a Kiss was number one in 2011. Just a touch of the all right, MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. The world is full of people looking for spectacular happiness while they snub contentment. The world is full of people looking for spectacular happiness while they snub contentment. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here on Monday for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beach, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.